You're listening to The Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hi, I want to welcome you to another episode of The Gospel Project for Kids Leadership Training Podcast. I'm Delany, and I am joined by my co-host, Landry. And today we are going to be talking about Unit 2, Session 2, Sin Spread to People. And in this session, we'll find the Bible story in Genesis 4 and 5, chapters 4 and 5. And as far as the big idea for this session, we're going to be talking about that sin wasn't like a pandemic that could be quarantined to prevent it from spreading. But when Adam and Eve sinned, it broke the whole world from then on. So we want to help kids see that their sin isn't limited to the wrong choices and disobedient actions they take, but it extends into their hearts, making up their nature as fallen people. So that we are we are fallen people, and that even that we all sin. That in addition, that well, everyone has sinned, and so as we as we talk about, you know, you know, Delaney, you know, you were talking about how um, sin broke the whole world. From then on, when I was a kid growing up in West Texas and I had to uh, pull weeds in the flower bed and uh, I, by the way, I'm one of these people that I enjoy the product of yard work, but not the process. So as a kid, I was growing, you know, I was, when I dug up weeds, I was, I would think about, you know what, this is all Adam and Eve's fault that I'm having to dig these weeds because they sinned. Of course, I realize now, if Adam and Eve hadn't made that choice, I would have come along and probably made that choice and broke the world. But I just, I, I think so many times we, we just kind of glide right over that and don't think about how the world broke when Adam and Eve sinned. And yes, pulling weeds is part of that brokenness. You're right. That's a good point. I appreciate you sharing that, Landry. And so this this is a very important lesson for our boys and girls to understand. And it also builds so much connects as every session does from week to week, but especially from our session one about how sin entered the world. And so as we do on each episode, as we talk about some of those activities that may need a little extra prep time. I'm going to go ahead and start with our preschool resources and talk about some of those activities. And so with our babies and toddlers, this week our babies are going to be um, shaking shakers. If you will. They're going to shake shakers. And so you want to remember to have an allergy alert posted, but you're going to need some items from the store like lentils, dry corn, and oats. And you can put those into plastic um, spice jars and then make sure that you seal those lids really well. If you do not have plastic spice jars, you could also use plastic water bottles, empty, make sure I say empty plastic water bottles. But just remembering to make sure the lids are secure on there so the lentils or the dry corn or whatever is in that bottle will not come out. And so this will be a fun activity for them to be able to hear the different sounds 
of the different items. So you'll want to put one, one food, if you will, or one type of item in one bottle. And so that way they'll be able to hear how the dried corn may sound different than the bottle with oats. And so that's for our babies. Then with our toddlers, they are going to be painting with wheat. And so again, that's another allergy alert. And um, you, if you need to, if you're not able to have actual wheat, you could also use um, official, I'm sorry, official, artificial, <laughs> can't sometimes, anyway, artificial wheat stalks, and you can get those online or either at the craft store. So make sure to get artificial wheat. I guess really official wheat would work too, right? I mean, it, it's not. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's official. official it's, yeah, it's real, so yeah. I meant to say that. There we go. Yeah, and so with it being <laughs> fall, if you're using this in fall as it's being released, the, the curriculum, it should be easier to find the stalks of wheat at a craft store. And then with our younger preschool, they are going to be looking at grains and seeds. And so as you select the seeds for the boys and girls to look at and examine, I want to encourage you to make sure to have a picture of the full grown plant as a, to match the seed. And so that will help boys and girls visualize, you know, what that tiny seed, they're, since they're very concrete thinkers, that picture is going to help them. Better yet, if you have that full-grown vegetable that you can bring into the classroom, that would be great for them to see, to touch, and um, examine as well. And so a lot of times you can find those pictures even on the seed packets or either on, um, you can download those easily online as well. And so you can get those seeds at some of the home improvement or hardware stores and even some grocery stores. And so in something else you'll need to pick up at a hardware, hard, hardware store or a feed store would be some dried corn or grain because there's an activity and bonus teaching hour called Find Animals in a Verse in a Grain Box. And so you want to make sure our babies are using dried corn and then younger preschoolers. So make sure whenever you're, you pick up that supply, make sure it'd be helpful to go ahead and pick it up for all those classes that are going to be using it. And so lots of fun things to do with our preschoolers this week. And so Landry, do you mind highlighting some of our kids' activities? Sure, I'm gonna just jump right into to older kids, uh, get into the session starter. And uh, when you see option two, you may think, what were you people thinking? And just decide not to do it. I would encourage you to do it because I think that um, it'll be a lasting visual for for especially for older kids to have when we're talking about sin. And so this is a demonstration, and it involves preparing a caramel-covered onion. You thought I was going to say caramel-covered apple, didn't you? I Gally? did. I was thinking, ooh, that sure would be good right now. But I don't know about a caramel-covered co onion. 
And see, that's what makes this demonstration so cool. So it requires about 90 minutes to prepare and set in the fridge and, and be ready. So just make sure you allow yourself some time. But it, I think it's well worth it. So you'll ask kids to describe a caramel apple. And uh, then you'll carefully cut open the caramel onion to reveal that it's actually an onion. Now, you might want to try to get a milder onion so that you and all the kids aren't crying when you cut it open. Um, but carefully open it. They'll see it's an onion. And here's the deal. What looks good on the outside, like a caramel apple, can sometimes actually be hard and bitter on the inside. And so we'll see that uh, what that onion can teach us about our hearts. And that's really what introduces the session. So I think it's a really fun way, but a, a, something that will stick with them. Just make sure that you tie it to the session uh, about uh, the fall and about sin. If not, they're just going to be thinking about an onion all day long. So make sure that you that you tie the demonstration to the And that's why it's good with older kids because they can start to get some of those analogies. Um, and this is obvious, but just be sure to store your knife out of reach of kids. Um, I, it doesn't matter what age child it is. I don't want to have a sharp knife uh, around. Now, I, I would add that, you know, they you may have built them up and they're all ready for a caramel apple, kind of depending on uh, allergies in your room and also on uh, uh, just kind of the food policy, safe food policies and, and, and anything, uh, especially uh, with pandemic kind of things you might not actually want to do this on the other hand if your church allows it you may want to have them pull out some apple slices and some caramel dip and let them actually enjoy a piece of apple or two and uh and some uh with some caramel dip if, if they so uh choose to do that just to just to you know a, another way for for kids to enjoy the session um i I have one more thing, and that's in the, the kids' worship in the discussion uh, section. You know, as we get further into this study, into this unit two, we're dealing with some difficult topics. And so we need to make sure that as we discuss feelings with kids, we're providing a safe place for kids to explore their feelings, no matter what they may be. So we don't want to ever make a kid feel ashamed because of their feelings embarrassed because of their feelings, or say things like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Well, should or shouldn't is not the issue. They do feel that way. And the best way to shut down future con future discussions is to uh, say something like that. Um, just remind them it's okay if their feelings don't match what others think they should feel or they say they feel. There's no wrong answer to how you feel. Now, there can be wrong ways to express our feelings, but there's really no wrong answer to how we feel. And when we get at that, then we can point them to God's Word, to Scripture, uh, where, where God talks about He understands our feelings. And um, there's God made us with feelings and emotions, but also God directs us in how to express those feelings in godly ways. 
So just make sure that you, you, you leave the conversation open. And then, of course, anytime you get into something like this, if you sense that there's an issue that an authority figure uh, needs to be aware of, be sure that you let uh, the authority figure at your church know. Now, you don't want to go around you know, go around and, and breaking confidences. But sometimes kids may say something uh, in which you really do need to report it and you need to you need to go ahead and, and do that. But most of the time, they're just going to express how they feel about stuff and we just need to validate those feelings all the while pointing them to the gospel. Um, and, and you know, really, that's what, what excites me about this session is, is that kids need to understand that we can't just try to be good people and feel good, <laughs> make the world better, because actually we have to be rescued from ourselves. Uh, the problem that we find is not on the outside of us, but it's inside of us in the form of, of a sin nature that all of us have. And so it, 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 let's, just, let's just help kids understand we can't try to be good and, and that solves everything. Making good choices is not the final answer, but yet it's allowing Christ to change us from the inside. That's a great word, Landry. And I think just something little just to add on, because I agree with you about what excites me about this session. I, I think about how this, this lesson, this session for this week builds on the previous week and the understanding that we sin. And so I think this is, this is a very helpful session to help boys and girls that maybe they were just introduced to that term or maybe just started understanding what sin is in the previous session, that this week this is going to help them understand it better and helping them know that everyone sins and that we can't save ourselves and that we need a Savior. And so I, I'm praying and hoping that boys and girls this week will, will learn that and will understand their need for a Savior. And so we want to thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids and preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.